0: Hi, Mr. Ng. Hello, good evening. Hi,
1: how are you? Good evening.
0: So you're wearing so your met. party
1: colours at home as well?
0: No, it's not party <laughs> colours. It's uh, <laughs> Nisun East Colours.
1: Okay. No party logo. Okay, i I said in the video. I, I really right. just wear this every day. You know? Yeah, yeah. I, I watched I watch the video and that was fascinating. Uh, Life so is firstly, easy. Yes. So firstly, Only thanks for, yeah. for doing this uh, live. It's your first no live, worries. right? First Instagram okay. live. Right, okay, so, uh, so thanks, I'm, I'm honoured that you chose to do that with me And I think there are many issues to discuss uh, But firstly, before, before we begin, I think I would just like to thank you For really championing, being a voice of the voiceless a lot of times in parliament So I just wanted to put that on the table Thank you so thank much you. for your, for your work uh, The first, I think there's only one place to start Second-hand smoking, what's up with that? <laughs> well, that has been a long battle, I mean
0: I think over the last three years, I've been raising this issue of secondhand smoke. Um, not just that, about increasing the minimum legal age for smoking, about increasing the more the list of prohibited areas. Uh, so there's been a whole series of PQs, uh, bill speeches that led up to this uh, motion that I I filed for September. Well, for October, sorry. Right. Uh, I filed it in September, but um, it really also is timely now because, as you saw from the last uh, PQ reply. The number of cases that's gone to the CMC on second-hand smoke is actually quadruple. And it's an issue now because everyone's working from home. So instead of um, smoking in your office place and you being at work, everybody's at home now and everybody's facing these effects of second-hand smoke. Right. And it's a shed emotion, I think the, the key thing now is we have to move away from me- viewing this as a neighbourly dispute, but uh, really as a public health crisis. Every day, someone in Singapore dies because of second-hand smoke, that's
1: something that we need to tackle right, so i I was watching the speech uh, earlier uh, in full, and i I came in agnostic, but I was somewhat persuaded by by your argument, although the one caveat I would have or the one concern I would have is your argument seems to rest on the premise that since we already have a lot of state intrusion in our homes. Why not have yeah. another, an additional level or layer of state intrusion? Don't you think that this is what leads to the nanny state uh, mindset that Singaporeans have? Every, every problem should be solved by the government?
0: Uh, absolutely not. And you know, I'm one of those to push in parliament about how we, we have too much legislation. Uh, but in the case of secondhand smoke, so whatever that SMS Amy had talked about, uh, those we really try all those methods. And if you look at my Facebook page, all the comments, we realized that people have really exhausted everything that right. the Tripong approach that she mentioned, and they're still facing right. this secondhand smoke. And you know, someone just emailed me last night to say that uh, she actually moved house. So she did what I said most people don't do. She right. moved house. And unfortunately, she moved to another area where, again, it's secondhand smoke. <laughs> so it was uh, unfortunate for her. But uh, there's another lady that tried to go upstairs and give a box of chocolate to tell the smoker, please don't smoke at the window. Wow. And,
1: um, oh. Even that
0: didn't work, and the fellow continued, and her son is suffering from. An asthma, and that really affects him. So there's nothing much they can do now. But what I'm pushing for is not to uh, point and be intrusive at cameras into your rooms or into your house. And that's why I'm pushing for let's just stop the smoking at the windows and the balconies. And we can point the cameras sort of upwards at an angle where you will just see someone smoking at the window. So if you sit down on your sofa or lie down on your bed, as I shared in Parliament, and you smoke the cameras won't pick it up. Mm. And I think that's where we can sort of draw the line and have a middle ground now. So smoke in your homes, but make sure that the smoke sort of doesn't affect your neighbour. And as I mentioned, this is not a, a perfect solution. You know? All it does is it minimise the effects of secondhand smoke, not eliminate. And right. I think for many, again, you look at the Facebook comments, they would be very happy if we can just take that, that one
1: step forward for now. Right. So that that would be one one side of the argument, one side of the response, right? The other side would say, why not go all the way and ban smoking altogether? So I always believe in finding the middle ground. And as I said, the the rights
0: of smokers should be protected. And they're adults, old enough to decide whether you want to smoke. And that's why I give the example of me. When I smoked for 17 years, I, I loved it. But I gave it up because I didn't want my daughter to be affected by secondhand smoke. Right. I'm not sure. Yes. You can hear a daughter, that's crying. Yeah, yeah, now. it's okay.
1: It's okay. It's, <laughs> it's always lovely to hear uh, children <laughs> in the background. So, I I also share something with you. I also uh, quit smoking a few years ago, many years ago, uh, but it was okay. for myself. It wasn't for my <laughs> son. <or daughter. laughs> Either way, yeah, so, yeah, But I appreciate it. I think I think I I personally was uh, surprised at the amount of support you actually got online. I thought. I mean, you got a lot of vitriol online as well, but I thought you would get more vitriol than support, but it seems like uh, you got more support online. So, uh, so thanks for elucidating your stance on that. Uh, I mean, uh,
0: again, you look yeah. at the comments, you realise this, it really is an issue that, uh, that people are affected by. Right. This is something that we... Again, right. it is not a dispute. Uh, they worry about their health and their lives. We have to right. speak up for
1: that. Right. So, the the... Uh, a question asked uh, based on this and then we'll move on to the next uh, issue is that once you have such cameras, right, then the worry is that the cameras would be used for something else even though the, the initial purpose is uh, is noble but that's how state surveillance usually increases, right, it, and then the next problem, people call for more state intervention or state surveillance so how, how do we find that, because you're about the middle ground so how do we find that middle ground for that particular problem so the middle ground has already been there
0: we address with our optical cameras that we use now to catch high-rise littering. Uh, so those images are viewed uh, by only selected people. Uh, again, it's pointing at the facade of the building, so not into your homes. And the images are deleted uh, once there's no enforcement action that needs to be taken. Uh, so again, I, there's, I always feel there isn't an either-or. Right. The, the truth and the solution some always lies in the middle. And I think that's right. the middle ground. Now.
1: Right, okay. Thank you for that. So uh, we'll move on to uh, inequality because I think that's a good segue here because there's also a, uh, an unintended problem of inequality, right? It's almost a signal is if you live in a bungalow, you've earned the right to smoke in your own home. <laughs> but if you are not rich enough to live in, uh, in a bungalow, no, I'm sorry, you cannot. So that's, that's a segue to the problem of inequality. Do you think there is a uh, there is an issue with our understanding of meritocracy. Uh, no, but maybe
0: back to that smoking one last <laughs> yeah, yeah, Sure, Sure, that. sure. No problem. No problem. <laughs> so the, the call is for private <laughs> apartments as well. So even right, those right, living understand. in million-dollar sure. condos. Yes. Um, and that's uh, the yeah, example yeah. I raised on the, the chocolates. That's actually a condo menu. Right. Right, right. I, I you
1: understand. Uh, you, did, you didn't make that distinction. So I think uh, yeah. I want to be clear. Uh, and since, I, I think uh, that's Mr. important. Right, right. Um, so, Mister Tan didn't make the distinction, but uh, my worry is this is gonna disproportionately affect people uh, in the HDBs uh, and on and condos as well. Uh, so, yeah. I'm not sure whether there are studies in Singapore on income levels and smoking and whether it's related to financial stress and all that. And maybe there's another added layer of this of this issue. Yeah, that I haven't looked into that part. Right, I, I, I don't know as well. So. No. Yeah. So, uh, is, there, is there an issue with how you understand meritocracy?
0: Um, I don't think so. I mean, meritocracy exists in Singapore, uh, but of course there are some obstacles, which is what I've been pushing in Parliament to remove. One example is streaming. So, yes, meritocracy, but unfortunately through PS Ali, uh, we've put all those lower income into one stream, um, the middle income into another stream, and the higher income into another stream. So meritocracy is there, but sometimes it's hard to, to fight and get your way up. And that's why I think we, we need to make sure we address those obstacles.
1: Right. And that's so, what we're done
0: with uh, streaming. You know, I, I focused hard on that because, right. again, I, I wanted to make sure that meritocracy can thrive here. And through a parliamentary question, I realized that the, the reply was that PSLE scores are positively correlated to your socioeconomic status. Right. And based on Pierre Sally's you you're streamed into Normal Tech, uh, Normal Acad and Express. And so you then get this social certification uh, that we saw happening over the last few years because of streaming, and I'm very glad that we have abolished it now. and uh, There's more social mixing, and I think meritocracy can thrive in our schools as well.
1: Right. So, uh, and I think that was, a, that was definitely a, a good uh, decision by the government. I mean, made possible by People Yourself and Minister Ong as well. So, uh, that is only one aspect of uh, inequality, right? The PSL. Yeah. yeah. yeah what Many about aspects. In- yeah. Right, right. So, what about inherited meritocracy then? Uh, because a lot of us, our station in life, is, a lot of it is, uh, is due to our parents' station in life. Uh, so, how do, we, how do we get around that? A pure meritocracy or a pure meritocratic system wouldn't work, right? Uh-
0: so that's our, our focus is not to cap the top, but to try and bring the bottom up. And that's why we have started the, well, a variety of programs, Kids Start, uh, KeyFast, all the subsidies for the lower income to make sure they also have um, well, opportunities for education. We've made sure that every school is a good school, and I wholeheartedly believe in it. Um, mm. So the focus is on meritocracy, and not capping the top, and how we can bring the bottom up. Uh, I think again, we're, we're focusing on that now, even with not just education system but all the subsidies that you see to make sure everyone has a fair chance uh, is it where are we at the ideal state yet obviously not, and you know the other part I brought up was uh gender inequality as well,
1: right, so there right. is
0: meritocracy, but the reality is that women um have smaller opportunities and even smaller wages and down to workplace discrimination and the gender wage gap
1: right. Uh, I mean, even at the start, there's already a wage gap right, because of national service. Yep, right, but then, but then, that... then the counter to that would be that the boys lost two years, that yeah, the girls were ahead two years. But I don't know how we can adequately so solve that. Yeah, yeah we have sure, the sure.
0: even the adjusted wage gap, for example, where yeah. are you factoring the experience and all that, there is still a gap. Right, right, right. Yes. I think women earn, if I'm not wrong, $352 less last year right. compared to men. For the same job and same amount of experience. And right. a lot of it is, is really the gender stereotype that right. women are supposed to look after the kids, men are right. supposed to go to
1: work. It's right. 2020,
0: it really is time for us to, to move away from that.
1: Right. And and I think uh, based on your parliamentary intervention earlier, you believe that work from, home, work from home is actually a way to overcome that gender inequality, right?
0: It is. And I, I think there are some studies now that have done... Um, of this COVID-19 pandemic on what is its effect on uh, gender inequality and it shows that it's helped because uh, it's given us men the chance to be at home to help with the caregiving child caregiving duties um, it sort of balanced the, the scale a little bit and you know someone wrote to me last night and said she's very happy now because uh, well whenever she picks up her kid from primary school she sees a lot more fathers picking up their kids now because they're right. able to and uh, they're working from home and i i think that again uh, not just tackles inequality but it changes the mindset that, that sure. it's men and women that can look after the children right. and hopefully then that changes the employer mindset
1: right uh, and uh, i just wanted to say the the gender pay gap is a worldwide problem right yeah. uh so i think we have to creatively and look at how other countries have tackled it as well uh, so the the work from home thing there's also a class element here right because not everybody can work from home. And usually the lower income people are less likely to be able to work from home, right? Uh, so yep. to rely on that probably is, is going to exacerbate some other form of inequality. What do you think?
0: I'm not. So what I've pushed for is the work from home from those who can and then make sure that we increase the annual leave entitlement for those who can't. And that's what I've right. pushed for because in, I think if you look worldwide, now Singapore has one of the lowest minimum entitlement for annual leave at seven days. Uh, I delivered a speech on all that. There are many other countries that give more. And I, I said exactly what you have just said, that this will help the lower income, the essential workers who cannot mm. work from home and will really rely on the annual leave entitlement to take a break and to rest. So, fighting on that, that ground as well and uh, fighting for childcare leave as an example of, again, I've pushed that that uh, not everyone can have flexible work arrangement. Um, how do the nurses how do the cleaners take uh, at Flexible Work Convention, they have to work on site, So the, the childcare leave entitlement is important, especially important for them where they
1: need to take time off to look after their children. Right. Okay. Okay, thanks, thanks a lot, uh, Mr. Ng, for that. So, uh, still, I think this is related to inequality as well, the Patiliani case, right? Yep. Uh, maybe it's about how Singaporeans view uh, foreign domestic workers or even foreign workers. Uh we we really uh have to think about our approach as a whole, especially after the pandemic, right? Yep. Uh so what are your thoughts on the Patilani case? Is it is it about inequality? Is it systemic inequality or is it bias? What is it? So the
0: answer is you have to wait for the review. <laughs> and for the ministerial <laughs> but, statement in November.
1: I, I'm sure you have some
0: <laughs> thoughts on it. Yeah. Uh, So I'll share with you what I raised in Parliament. I I do think that part of the the way we can help is to make sure they come under the appropriate adult scheme. So foreign domestic workers. And that's basically a scheme for the vulnerable. Where during police interviews, they have someone to accompany them. And I I think Parti Liani would have benefited from that. uh, There's issues of whether she understood the language, understood what she was signing. But I think someone there to support her during this interview process would be important. And then, I mean, as a government, we recognise they are vulnerable already. That's why we amended the penal code uh, to increase the penalties for offences against foreign domestic workers. and So along the same line, then we should also include them in the appropriate adult scheme which is to help uh, vulnerable people during the police interview process. Uh, Next is it next week? Next week in parliament, I'll raise again. That's also partly due to party liani as to whether we can increase the penalties uh, for employers that illegally deploy their workers. Because I think it's a double whammy. One that's a a huge power imbalance where many of the foreign domestic workers probably won't report their employers. Because obviously, when you report the employer, will know and likely they will terminate the contract. And then the, if the penalties are so low now where people just get a warning or a slap on the wrist, I think it's double. Chance of getting caught is low even if you get caught, penalties are low. So next week, I'll push for higher penalties to make sure that there's a deterrent and that people won't try to illegally deploy their foreign domestic workers. Whether there's are right. systemic issues, obviously they are. I mean, Minister mm. Shamugam has said that, that something has gone wrong along the way and that's why government is doing an entire review of the process now. The Minister updated update the House in November
1: where I'm sure there will be an active debate about it. Right. Okay. Okay, so uh, there is a question by uh, Alfian. On... But uh, sorry, can I sorry just, yeah. So on, I on, think on, yeah, on, the, on.
0: the migrant workers, so I, I think it's an important issue and that's why in my, my well, opening speech in Parliament for this term, I spoke on the migrant workers that uh, we really need to change our, all the labelling of them as just cleaners or migrant workers. And I shared the, uh, the stories of my migrant cleaners in nisun So I followed them to Bangladesh last year, Hanif, uh, to witness the birth of his son and to spend right. some time with his family. And that
1: I really it, yeah. opened
0: my my mind and my, well, how heartbreaking it was uh, to to see uh, Mazibu's daughter, who's this year is eight years old, she's never met her father. Um, and how many of us are able to go through that, that, that kind of experience? And that's why I said we, again, it's back to the the mindset shift. We view them not just as cleaners, but as a person. Uh, view them for the work they do
1: for us, and show more appreciation for that. But but how do mindset shift? It, it mindset shift through institutions, mm, right? Oh. So I, I raise,
0: and that's what I call the house to support. In Nisunis, we, we, we do events uh, for our cleaners. Every quarter, I bring them out to see a, a side of Singapore they've never seen, or we've gone bowling, we've gone to Kusu Island, we've gone barbecuing in East Coast Park, uh, we've gone on a duck tour. The list goes on it's just to show some appreciation for the work. And right, then we do right. joint events. So, Hani was a beautiful example. <clears throat> How often do you get a, a cleaner hosting a party for our residents? And so, we managed to get residents coming together with cleaners to do a barbecue and Sort of have an inclusive event where everybody can uh, see the work that each other does. Uh, I do posters in East and East. So at every block, uh, there's a poster of me and a cleaner to sort of share his life. So Hanif, the poster, will share about his wife back home in, in Bangladesh, his son, uh, mm. share about why he's doing this work, trying to feed right. his entire family. So people sort of view them again, not just as a cleaner, but as a human being, a person as well.
1: Right.
0: I think slowly it's starting to work. Every right. event I have in Nisunis, be it Chinese New Year dinner or Hari Raya, I will reserve a table for the cleaners as well. So they get right. to come and celebrate together with right. us. It's probably going to take quite some time to change that kind of a, a mindset, but I think if
1: everyone starts doing it, we will get there. Right. I think I, think I, I definitely appreciate uh, what you've done. I think there are some other uh, MPs who have gone out of their way, like Mr. Zainal Sapari, who was dancing mm. with, uh, with them on stage. I, I really appreciate all this. There's one thing uh, I can't approach. do. <laughs> Cannot dance. Ever. I do almost everything yeah. except sing and dance. The... Uh, I think I think Mr. Zainer couldn't as well, but he was trying. Well. No, I see that's
0: why, I, that's why I, I draw the line and singing and dancing.
1: Right. Uh, but I mean I appreciate it, But wouldn't you say these are individual efforts uh and not uh and not institutional uh ones at the le- uh, at the level and that's why there was an issue with the dormitory. So is are we failing at the institutional level? Even with Patiliani case, uh, is it uh, should we always rely on the magnanimity of individuals rather than legal mechanisms to solve? So we should problems? focus on both. We focus right, on legislative right. work. The fight goes on in parliament,
0: but the fight has to go on on the ground as well. So migrant right. workers is a good example. I mean, I raised the, the DOM issue a few years ago. I continue to speak up for electronic payment for the migrants. That fight goes on in Parliament, but as I mentioned, then the fight has gone on in my constituency, in East and East, bringing my residents to understand why I show so much appreciation for the work they do. And I'm, com- I'm confident it's changing mindset. You look at, if you walk around with Hanif, you might think he's the MP for the area.
1: People mm. are uh,
0: smiling, laughing, right. uh, buying, uh, treating him with food. Uh, he really has the, that strong sense of community uh, that is given to the and East. And that's beautiful. Right. I want to make sure that we can have that. Where, again, people don't view Hanif as a cleaner. They really view him as his friend. You, you watch, uh, CNN did a video about him. Uh, restaurants will invite him, invite right. the cleaner to their house right. for meals. Yeah. I mean, that's, I the, yeah. that's the kind of spirit that I, I want to, to make sure that we have. And sure. I think I'm getting there.
1: Right, sure. Uh, and thanks, thanks for that. I, I appreciate it a lot. So, there's a question about, and yeah. there's a vibrant discussion by Alfian and Daniel uh, on uh, the idea of co-opting activists into the party, but we'll save that for last, as in why why you personally joined the party and how does that work. Um, Can- sure. Uh, what about the environment? Uh, this is some, uh, an issue that's close to your heart, uh, but the way I see it, the, the national discourse often is on, centered around individual responsibility, and often it's on issues which sometimes may appear more cosmetic than anything else, like like plastic straws and metal straws, right? When in the grander scheme of things, not that they don't matter, but they don't matter as much as other things. Uh, So do you think there's a problem there that we are focusing too much on the individuals rather than the corporations or the system? I think, again, this is multifaceted.
0: And we're doing a little bit or a fair bit in each area. So plastic straws is a good example. Everybody says, oh, my, just one little thing. But I, I think it's the little things that matter it starts to get people thinking about, okay, do I need a straw? Or oh, the straw is plastic. Where does it come right. from? How do we dispose of it? And that starts a conversation which is important on the ground. And on a national level, then we have a whole variety of legislation that we've passed. Uh, we've passed the carbon tax, the Carbon Pricing Act, uh, to try and impose carbon tax on the, well, the most polluting uh, industries. And of course, there's a whole debate about whether $5 per ton is enough, uh, whether mm. we're increasing it to 10 to 15, it's enough. Right. Uh, I think it's a start. We have the Resource Sustainability Act, which we passed to have the extended producer responsibility, starting with the electronic uh, equipment. So to make sure they think about uh, the life cycle of their product, how they're going to dispose of it uh, when, they, when they start to manufacture it. And I think that's extremely important. So right at the start stage of the manufacturing part, people start to think, how much is it going to cost me to dispose of this environmentally, well, environment-friendly? And that will change uh, the whole game. I think everything works together then. Then we have activists at the SG Climate Rally that are meeting up soon. I've just helped a the okay. campaign again on the, on the, the vision of Singapore SG 2050, if I'm not wrong. But the activists to speak up, uh, to find solutions, co-create solutions. And I think, again, if everybody works together, we'll get somewhere. And of course, I'm planning a, a private member's motion on climate change.
1: Mm. that we're
0: working together with the activists I'm just met of Exxon ExxonMobil, trying to get them together, so the extremes, ExxonMobil mm. talking to climate activists, right. Right.
1: We'll see
0: whether we can find that middle ground, and then bring a motion into parliament to bring all their views in, on, and then get the debate in parliament where we can get the House to hopefully pass a motion on, how the, on the importance of climate change. And that, I hope, will set the, the stage for changes in policy, and an even greater emphasis on on tackling this as an emergency, rather than just climate change, but a real climate emergency.
1: Right. Do you think our reaction has been reactive uh, as a country, more than proactive? Uh,
0: actually, if you look at the whole ASEAN, we have been the most proactive. I mean, if you look at how we've uh, voluntarily uh, said that we will look into our NDCs uh, to see about our emission levels, all that we've done voluntarily. So, hmm. even worldwide, we are actually taking the lead. And that's my push for the Singapore government. I do believe as uh, tiny red dot. we can take the lead on climate change issues and and show the way forward. You know, not many countries in ASEAN, if I'm not wrong, have have the carbon tax even. We started it. Again, the criticism is why so low? But uh, I think low or high is a good start. And then now, what I'm fighting for now, if you see my speeches, is to increase it. So, probably 10 to 15 is not enough. I'm trying to push for a much higher amount and for the increase to be sooner. But at least you have a a foundation, a baseline that we have this Carbon Pricing Act now, then now is fighting to amend and to make it even better.
1: Right, okay. There a few people are asking, what about the environmental tax on SIA? Does that make sense? <clears throat> it's within the same uh, philosophy, right?
0: Absolutely, makes sense. And that's what we've just shared in Parliament uh, yesterday. Now. Right. The conversation is not new, actually. It's already yes. international. Internationally, it's already being debated. But... Right now is not a good time. That's what we're saying. Now is not a good time for a lot of things. And I even would say, now is probably not a good time to increase the carbon tax even. As we mentioned, SIA is barely surviving. Uh, I think over 2,000 have lost their jobs to impose any tax on them now. Our national carrier, I think, might sink it. And then more jobs will be lost. I don't think that we we want that at this point. But uh, once the economy rebounds, I mean, I will be the first to to push for all these environmental taxes and you know I always do that but uh, timing is important. Okay. okay. And anyway, Thank SIA responded yeah. quite positively. Yes. Now, they are not going to do the flights to nowhere. So. Right.
1: Uh, after public pressure, right, that was... And then I wouldn't know. <laughs> okay. So, uh, that, that just I just want to go back to uh, what that uh, uh, what was discussed earlier. Somebody asked about Hanif and I think uh, the general sense is that you People appreciate what you're doing. But then there's a problem also because there's a, there's a term community cases and then there's a term dormitory cases, right? As if the foreign workers are not part of a community. Don't you think, don't you think the language itself... Uh, and I agree with the question. Uh, don't you I think the language... Itself. Okay, so we I mean, should I change agree. the language. Right, right, yep. right, right. Okay.
0: I think language is important. I mean, even the single unweds, I mean, that's what I... I mean, I did a right. German motion for that. And I said the language is terrible that we... I think when a single unwed finally got a house, I can't remember the exact word, but the government shared with her that on an exceptional basis, uh, on a goodwill gesture, we will give you a house. Right, I mean, right. I always say, think right, about how right, that right. makes someone feel. Right. So yes, we have a house, but think about how it makes people feel. I mean, you think about how the migrant workers feel when they well, are segregated now. And that's why I always push that. We, we need to welcome them and make sure this becomes their second home. not Their first home, which is back in their home country, but... If you look after them well, obviously they'll work better for us. I hate to go down that angle uh, where it is because we want them to work for us well, then we treat them well, but I think there's intrinsic value in making sure our migrants feel more appreciated.
1: Right. Uh, So, uh, on the uh, carbon tax, environmental tax for SIA not being the right time, then at the same time, there's the electricity (coughs) tariff that is being increased. That seems like a contradictory Contradictory signal that's being sent. What 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 are your thoughts on that? Increase, but Well, you're testing me my knowledge on everything. <laughs> no, no, Somebody somebody <laughs> is asking that, so uh, it's okay. It's we don't have to increase, <laughs> but
0: relatively, it's still lower than as compared to last year, if I'm not wrong.
1: And of course, we
0: have looked at this in your meritocracy debate as well to make sure that we give out the vouchers to those who can't afford to make sure that we offset this increase. Right. So those who okay. can afford, I mean, our Our rationale has always been that those who can afford will pay. Those who cannot afford, the government will always step in to help. Be it your usave vouchers or the GST vouchers to to make sure that
1: this increase doesn't affect them as compared to those who can afford. Right. Okay, thanks. Uh, So, uh, Mr. Ng, what about minimum wage? This has been the talk of the town. Uh, What's your Ah. stance on it? So,
0: actually, I've been pushing for more... Uh, looking at this as a PWM versus minimum wage, where actually, um, I think as, deep, as SM Taman has said, uh, it, it really isn't two separate ideas, you know. The progressive work model that we have is like a minimum wage. Uh, for example, with the cleaners, I think we set it at 1,450 this year now. Right. And I think the PWM is better because it sets a career path and a progression for the workers. It's targeted as well, rather than um, every sector. And I think that's important it takes some time uh, to implement and I think that's, again, the middle ground so that it gives companies and businesses uh, some time uh, to adjust before the PWM or let's just say you can call it what you want whether that 1,450 kicks in. I think many people are asking, why does PWM take so long? And that really is to be fair to the employers. Cleaners, for example, they've already signed or win a tender because it's awarded and they have that sum and then if you increase the wages uh, they might not be able to cover um, their cost. So that's sort why of it gives time to factor in them. to When they're new tender, when they bid, they will factor in the PWM
1: as well. So the, the I, ultimate goal for you is minimum wage for all sectors? Is that the ultimate goal? Or is, if this is temporary? I think that's the easiest way to push things forward
0: of getting everyone uh, right. uh, well, a sum that they can be paid. And I hate this debate of this terminology, whether it's PWM. And yes, I'm a, a PAPMP. Uh, but let's just focus on helping the people. So there's this debate now where there's, I think, Jameis mentioned a 100,000 people live uh, with a wage below 1,004. And I've been trying to find who are these 100,000 people, and if they're in a certain sector, for example, service sector, then as an individual now, I would push for that sector to get PWM. I realise it's not the service sector, because in McDonald's, you earn more than 1,004 even. And so let's, I, I try to look it that way. If there is, say, I don't know, the landscaping is already in, so... Let's see which sectors are the ones that are affected the most. And then I, as an MP now, I will push for that sector to get PWM. Which I think uh, DPM has now said they are, we are looking to expand the PWM to more sectors, really. And right. I think that then it will be win-win. So rather than debate the terminology of, let's just debate what is this amount that we want Singaporeans to have, and then I'll fight for the different sectors right. to get that amount. And I, I think I we often forget there's work fair as well. It's right. just top up the salary for the lower income.
1: Right. So I, I think the, the benefit of pushing for minimum wage is so that people think about the, the other end of the possibilities and then eventually it will push people to the center. Right? Even if you don't get there, you get somewhere nearer uh, there. That's the same as PWM, really. Right. I, I, I think That's so. Uh, I, but I, I think so, but uh, for all sectors, right? Eventually, wouldn't you say? So yep, we slowly push PWM to more sectors. Right, right. Okay. So Again, I, I, think, I look yeah, yeah, at yeah. this as an
0: activist. Right, right, right. right. So I am Understand. a politician, but I'm a politician who is an activist. Right. And I know you have questions for the later, but <laughs> <Yes. so> for <laughs> so me, it's a good segue. Yeah. If you tell me there's hundred thousand people that live with a wage below a thousand four, as an activist, I would say tell me who they are. And the path of least resistance for me is to fight for PWM to uh, to extend to this sector so that I can help them. That's the fastest way. I'm not, right. I don't want to spend my time fighting on terminology. But actually, it's really about the same thing. Right.
1: Of right, course,
0: you're going to have that debate in Parliament between the, the different people. But I choose right. to focus on how I can you know, be the most effective in helping this 100,000 people.
1: And by the way, I really don't know who
0: these 100,000 people are. Right,
1: right, right. Okay. My team is trying to look into it no? Okay. So uh, you've been in, in conversation with Jamas as well, Dr. Jamas Lim? Or?
0: We chat in Parliament,
1: yes. Right, okay. We've had right. a few chats. All right. Okay, okay, great. So, uh, So, uh, I don't know where the time went, uh, and also this is the most, the conversation I've had with the most active comment section so far. <laughs> so you can a lot ask some of... of the questions that they, I I couldn't. Sure, I couldn't sure. Uh, so so I was I was asking, open to asking uh, some anything, of them. Yeah. I was uh, asking for them as well. Uh, yep. So before we get on to the activist one, just one final one on this. What about PWM for foreign workers as well?
0: Uh, believe it or not, I've pushed for that. If you look at my speeches, I've pushed for it for cleaners, for example. For the lift technician, um, of course, the, the answer is no, but uh, they, they would recommend that companies do it. And in fact, I, I shared Hanit's story in Parliament, uh, saying that they yes. do the same yes. amount of work. Why should we pay them right. less? And then for the, for the lift technicians, I, I pushed it as a safety issue, which I, I still strongly believe. Uh, because a lot of the lift technicians, they, they do critical work for us. The safety of our lifts uh, are in their hands, and a lot of them are Malaysians and I, what I shared in parliament is I don't want an angry Malaysian lift technician uh, man, maintaining our lifts because he would see actually I'm doing the same work as a Singaporean mm. and then I, I push this as meritocracy again but because I'm of a different nationality they pay me less. Right. Uh, so ask yourself how does that make you feel? Will you give a right. 100% knowing in this dark lift shaft that the guy beside me actually doing the same work but gets paid more? Out right. of fairness and out of meritocracy we should pay the same. And PWM is about improving the sector. You know, improving the customer service and all. And if a lot of these sectors, let's face it, the, the bulk of them, of the workers, are foreigners. How do we uplift the sector if we don't help the, the people that are that form the majority of the, the workforce? And I always said this, it's Team Singapore. Team Singapore includes all of us. Uh, it, I, I really got quite a Depressed with all the xenophobic speeches in parliament, yeah. uh, us versus them. And you know, I've, right. uh, I've always used this code in parliament there is no us or them, only us, one human family connected in ways we sometimes forget. And uh, I think we need to remember that if we draw the line so clearly that Singaporean uh, foreigners, and I might take some flag now for saying all this, um, I'm not sure whether that's the kind of society I want to bring my three daughters up in. I want to bring them in a society where we, what we started where there's meritocracy. Hanif does good work for us, we pay him for his good work and not discriminate because he's Bangladeshi and not Singaporean. Right. And I would fight hard to get to that, that stage.
1: Right.
0: And I see some will say, have I fought for it? Legislative, I have. Uh, right. answer is no. And you know me, I, over the right, years, right. I will keep repeating the same thing and this fight will right. continue. You have my word right. on that.
1: Thanks. Thanks for the assurance and I, I have no doubt uh, you you mean what you say. So, uh, there's a... Uh, there's, uh, cheeky question that i think will be the same to the next <laughs> section uh do okay. you see yourself splitting from the party and becoming a tan cheng but i think the the seriousness <laughs> of that question is maybe you don't fit into the typical mold of a pap mp as an activist right uh so why do you choose to join the pap uh don't uh don't you think that's a form of co-optation to have you within uh so that you won't do as much damage outside <laughs> and then uh but surely you have made all these calculations and you think it's it's wiser to be in so what what were the calculations that if you don't mind sharing what was the calculation
0: Ken? Yeah, i mean i'll share the story and i i think you, if you look at me in parliament do you think i've been co-opted um, <laughs> with the kind of things that i've raised and even the last <laughs> few days um, but uh it's, it's, a, it's a long story but it, it really started in 2008 when Minister Shamugam was the guest of honour at the Acres Gala Dinner and right. uh, delivered my speech, came down, sat beside him and he started that process, uh, that journey of, uh, he asked me and I always remember that, uh, tell me what obstacles you face and let's try and work together and within uh, to try and change some things. And quite infamously, he called me to his office and said uh, in that one-liner, all the way to his office, he said that one-liner, Louis, you cannot just help animals, you have to help humans as well. <laughs> and with that, I, well, I was co-opted into his Meet the People session where I, I started volunteering there in 2008 and I, I saw that I could have an impact not just helping the lives of animals but the lives of people as well. I saw that through working from within I uh, could still confront which is what I've done in parliament keep confronting the issues but uh, not just confront and be confrontational but to be constructive and to collaborate and I, I found that worked. Uh, that it could work, uh, in fact, a lot, policy changes a lot more faster than my well, my good old young days of being extremely confrontational, uh, getting a lot of media publicity, but actually very little things done. And that was the turning point for Acres as well in 2008. Mm. Where, uh, we focused a lot more on uh, trying to collaborate, uh, still as you know with Akers, still criticized, still criticized constructively. Uh, even after I uh, journeyed into politics, I still took on resorts as well, and that fight still continues today. Um, but I, I saw value in um, starting work at the policy level, and it was Minister Shamugam that approached me to enter politics and
1: with the TAP. Right. So, uh, would you, can, can I push back a little on, on the idea that <coughs> when you were vocal, you didn't achieve much? Don't you think that you need those people so that the ones who are not as vocal, they can be legitimized? So, you need people who are more, not extreme, but people who are more confrontational so that the people who's, who are not as confrontational become the moderates. And then the government has to work with these people. Without, without those confrontational people, the moderates become the confrontational. Because it's all relative, isn't it? Don't you think there is yes. a kind, there is a space for all sorts of activists? As long as you do not advocate violence or treason, yep. treasonous, don't you think there is a space for all versions of activists? Absolutely.
0: And I came from that space. I mean, I was... Uh deep in that space and I, I found value in it and I still find value in it I mean I um, we meet up with a whole wide variety of activists uh, whether I agree with them or not uh, right. even on some of the issues whether I agree with them or not I raise it in parliament right. because I believe that it's not about what I support or what I agree on it is uh, people's voices should be heard and, uh, I mean that's many people ask me that do I agree with everything i raise? absolutely not but I feel as an MP I'm the bridge not the filter Right, that I should be right. the bridge for people's voices. Right. So am I passionate about some of the issues I've raised? I'm not. I mean, but mm. I think it's important in my role to make sure that these uh, issues where people are marginalised, they get raised. Some of these issues, I mean, I never thought about uh, before I became an MP. I learnt along the way and I realised again that there's this critical need for the vast majority of issues I bring up unfortunately have never been brought up. You know? mm. uh, it's a pity, but that's why I want to make sure that all these different issues, as controversial as even speaking up for sex workers, I would speak up for them in the parliament.
1: Right,
0: and that's why I Thanks. shared the, the recent story of the sex worker. I mean, given a chance, she's got straight A's in the first
1: semester of diploma.
0: Right. That's that's something that
1: again we should embrace in Singapore. Everybody should right. have that fair chance. Right. Uh, thank you. Uh, there's just one question on this, uh, based on what uh, what you said earlier on. Team Singapore, right? And Team Singapore also comprises people who sometimes are critical of of the Mm -hmm. government, right? Uh, So do you think it's time that we move away from personal attacks on people who do not necessarily agree with the government? We should.
0: Absolutely. And as I said, uh, everybody's view is is a good view. Uh, There's no such thing as wrong. And I've said that very publicly. That uh, I think we grow not through praise, but through criticism. And that's why, that's how I manage my social media accounts. I mean, I do it myself. Uh, you criticize me, I might even like your comment uh, because <laughs> I want you to know that I appreciate that. Uh, I don't ban anyone or delete anything, so open. You want to uh, scold me? I know some people are funny, where you like my comment when I scold you. Yeah, why not? <clears throat> and that's what I said in parliament uh, when I delivered the speech about how some of the public servants maybe fear speaking up. Right, right. Uh, I remember that.
1: And you were scolded uh, for think, it, right? <laughs>
0: Mildly mildly. Your, your, your choice of words, you see, <laughs> they get me into trouble, but I know this is life, but <laughs> right. I
1: was, uh, okay, you I,
0: I had a reply, and I, I, and I said that in parliament, that I would uh-huh. be very happy to be proven wrong. And I think the media always said uh, exactly the question, so you got scolded for speaking up, and I said, <laughs> no, I mean, I, I did criticise the public service, and then the minister criticised my speech. Yeah, yeah, which is fair game. Him. Yeah, it's fair game, I agree. Uh, 40 over years old now I can take it I don't need to go cry in the corner and that's what debate should be no hard feelings we're good friends with uh, Lee Kang and I, I think we need to put all these personal attacks personal issues aside and be there to debate right. the, the hard issues same with my I mean the debate on second hand spoke I mean I push Amy Core hard but we still message each other and joke and still right. friends but we're there to make sure I want, I, I want to be there to make sure we have the best policies
1: Right, thank you, thank you a lot, Mr. Ng. So. Before before you go ahead, ha- I need some advice from you. So who would you recommend I approach uh, that you think would, would say yes uh, to come <laughs> on this? <laughs> I am. So I can it. tell them. I can de- tell them. Louis Ng says that you are willing to come. <laughs> who okay? Who would you like to 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 see me have a conversation with? Or, uh, Why don't
0: you try with Speaker? I mean. I Studied him and I think he's okay. Uh, open to a lot of these issues. I mean, we worked together a fair bit. In fact, I, I shared the, you know, the the helping migrant workers. It started with uh, Speaker Chuanjin, and I remember that very clearly when I was volunteering with him. Uh,
1: he brought them out. When he was dark, Minister of Manpower, or when yes, when was Minister he? for yeah, Manpower okay. at that
0: time. Uh, I remember he brought the the cleaners out in his estate uh, for a dark tour.
1: Right. Uh,
0: we had we had dinner together. I cannot remember the restaurant now and. I walked around with him you know, to learn how he does things, and I, I remember he somehow knew that some of the cleaners were missing, and that's how attentive he was to details, and I remember him sharing with people that, wait, I, when I say everyone has a break and walk together, I mean it, and then he had a separate outing for those that missed this outing, and he joined in as well, and that's why I shared in parliament the things I do for migrant workers, and what I learned is actually through him, and I saw how he did
1: it, and I wanted to follow his example. Yeah. Okay, thank you so much, Mr. Eng. This was an illuminating uh, conversation, and and I hope you continue fighting the good fight and raising the issues uh, that need to interest. I'm sure you. I'm sure you will. Uh, I'm. No I'm worried about my eye bag So look at that! <laughs> <laughs> Job hazard. <laughs> no, it's from looking at the screen. This is uh, I got one more interview after this. Oh really? really Online as, as well. The, so
0: the, yeah, the chat okay. the reporter, but,
1: uh, all right. I think okay. that's the problem of work from home. Both. Really? Bad <laughs> yeah, for yeah, your eyes, yeah, Right, 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 right. right. Yeah. Alright. Okay. Thank you so much, Mr. and I'll be All uploading right. this later. Okay. Thank you, thank you so much. Bye bye.